Hello, this is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. A teenage boy with depression, a woman who was brutally sexually assaulted, what do these people have in common? They are just two people among thousands whose lives have been changed by Erasing the Distance, a theater company dedicated to eradicating stigma surrounding mental illness and connecting people to resources. You'll hear how this Chicago theater group makes a difference by using stories submitted by people like you and me. You'll also hear how you can get involved, whether you want to submit your story or vote for them on Facebook in the Chase Community Giving Contest so they can win a $25,000 grant. The contest ends November 22, 2011. And now, let's hear from the Executive Artistic Director of Erasing the Distance, Bridget O'Shaughnessy. My name is Bridget O'Shaughnessy. What is your diagnosis? You know, that's a really interesting question. I I don't think of myself necessarily as walking around with a diagnosis. I have definitely had depression in the past. I've had anxiety. I had an eating disorder when I was in college. What's been your lowest point? Back probably about six or seven years ago, I was dealing with very intensive anxiety. I was actually leaving my mom's house in Virginia and I was going to be driving back to Chicago and I left earlier than expected. And I remember being in the car in this like 17 hour drive and feeling like the car was closing in on me. I was having panic attacks. I literally felt like the doors of the car, the windows of the car, the the ceiling of the car was smothering me. I kept having all of these thoughts and they were racing and I couldn't make them stop. And it's like a 17 hour drive and I had my dog in the car and I had to keep getting out at rest stops because I honestly felt like I couldn't breathe. What turned things around for you? At the time, I was seeing a Buddhist teacher to try to get to the root of what the depression and anxiety was about. And I do think that she was offering a lot of tremendous insight. But at that point, the depression and anxiety was so strong that I couldn't really take in what she was saying. And I remember this particular session sitting down with her and she was talking to me and it literally was like, wah, 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 wah. Like I just couldn't even digest what she was saying. And I normally process things quite quickly. So at that point, I actually decided to go back to my general practitioner and I was like, you need to help me. Something is wrong. I can't function. I can't listen. We need to do something. I can't keep doing the holistic approaches that we've tried before. I mean, I tried everything, acupuncture, massage, meditation. Once you put me on medication, I did see a huge decrease in my symptoms. And then I was actually able to do some of the more self-help strategies. Is there anything you can do now that you couldn't do then? I could actually use the education that I've gathered over the last seven years. At that point, I had no ability to say to my family, what I'm experiencing is depression and anxiety. Here are some of the symptoms. But now I'm able to say this situation is triggering for me. I think I need to not do it. Or I think we need to set up a different scenario when the situation happens so that I have a better way of coping. (music) 
My occupation is I am the founder and executive artistic director of Erasing the Distance. Erasing the Distance is a nonprofit organization that is primarily considered a theater company. We're mostly made up of artists. We have 30 actors that are part of our company. I'm an actor and director by trade. We use theater as a way of sparking social change around issues of mental health. One story that I just will never forget is maybe about seven or eight months ago, we shared a story of a woman who had experienced horrible sexual assault. I mean, sexual assault is as horrible as as it just is, but hers was especially brutal. She came to the show, and one of the things that she remarked afterwards is that in her experiences, she felt like her family and her friends had really not been there for her during like almost 20 years of recovery. There was a lot of silence. There was a lot of shame. There was a lot of miscommunication. She actually invited her cousin to come and see the show. And her cousin flew unexpectedly all the way from Virginia to come see the show in Chicago. And, and what she said to us after was, before where my family was concerned around this issue, I felt like there was dead grass. And by having my cousin there holding my hand the whole time, I felt like suddenly there was a garden. And that was huge to feel like somebody for 20 years had felt like there was just this void when it came to support. And that through our ability to bring her story to life, she suddenly felt like that support was finally there. Every audience member we reach motivates me to keep going. Can you tell us about a time when an audience member said erasing the distance changed his or her life? Of course, I can think of a ton of times. One actually just happened the other day. So we were performing up at Loyola Academy. It's a pretty high pressure school. So the kids have a lot of stress in trying to be successful and not wanting to show any cracks and not wanting to really express to people when things are going on that aren't perfect. This one young boy came up to us afterwards. He said, I really want to know, like, if I had depression, what would I do? Because I really connected and related to the stories. And so we started to talk about depression bipolar support alliance and being able to do like an online screening. We talked about the counselor at his school. He talked about wanting to go to his doctor and the idea of potentially getting on medication. And this was from a young boy in the audience when we had just performed two girls' stories. Another story is we did a, a piece on OCD and we had this young girl in the audience and it was that she was the first person to raise her hand and she said, I a lot of times will say I'm so OCD. In seeing this story, I realized how serious OCD actually is and the pain that that person was in. And I am realizing that I really shouldn't be saying that. I think the most surprising part of my job is that a lot of people believe that mental illness is still an incredibly stigmatized thing. And I think it is too. But I feel like there's sometimes this viewpoint that people will refuse to talk about it, that they don't want to talk about it. And in my experience, that's so not true. I feel like the door is not shut. The door is slightly ajar. And all we need to do is push it open, not even that hard. And people will give you an outpouring of sharing and an outpouring of want wanting to be involved. I mean, when I started the organization, there were only six or seven of us involved. Every week now, at least 100 people are directly involved in Erasing the Distance as either actors or volunteers or story collectors or students. And so I feel like that's a tribute to the fact that people do actually want to talk about it. They do want to do something about it. They just need to be asked and they need the slightest amount of encouragement and then the door can just fly right open. 
can Flip Switch listeners attend one of your shows? If you just go to erasingthedistance.org, all one word, it's got our calendar on there and it lists all of our upcoming shows as well as ways to donate, ways to volunteer. And how can a listener be a part of one of these plays, like submitting his or her story? Go to the website, erasingthedistance.org. We have a story sharing page. It explains our process for gathering stories. It answers frequently asked questions. And then they would sign up to participate in one of our storytelling days. We do them four times a year. January is our next one. And basically they come in for a time slot, an hour to two hours, where they share as long as they want about their experience. If people want to share, They really just need to sign up for a story sharing day slot. And if they don't necessarily live in Chicago, because we've gathered stories from all over the world, we can do it via Skype. Right now, we're being part of this thing called the Chase Community Giving Campaign, which is basically if you're a Facebook user, you can go on to the Chase Community Giving Facebook page and you can actually vote for us. And if we get a certain number of votes, we can win a $25,000 grant. When does this competition end? November 22nd. To conclude, if you want to share your story with Erasing the Distance or attend a show, visit www.erasingthedistance.org. To help them win the Chase Contest, vote on Facebook. You can visit their page at www.facebook.com forward slash Erasing the Distance. Remember, you can always hear other Flip Switch podcasts and read my blogs at www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. For the latest Flip Switch news, follow me on Twitter. My handle is at flipswitchteens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.